Welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. I'm your host, Angela Lucier, award-winning professional speaker, author, and CEO and founder of The Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. Hey there. Welcome to installment number three of the branding series. I hope you've been enjoying it. Got a lot of really great feedback on Maggie's episode and Case's episode and just the amount of information that came from those two women should give you a really great starting point for building your brand. Today's episode is no different. I'm interviewing Suzanne Chadwick from Australia, who I love her accent. Um, <laughs> she has over 10 years as a brand consultant working with global brands, and she's recognized as a top 10 branding coach by Yahoo Finance. She's also the author of Play Big, Brand Bold and the host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast. She's the creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Bold Speakers Collective. Are you hearing a theme? (laughs) I had a lot of fun talking with her. She's so fun and colorful. You should check out her website. I just love her use of colors. I really, something I discovered about myself this year is that I love color. I don't know why it took this long, but you know, not everything is so obvious, I guess. So we're talking today about developing high quality assets. And you may be asking, what are assets? I'm talking about things like your speaker reel and your website and everything that you use to market yourself. And how can you make it look good and present you in the best light so you can get hired to speak and get invited to podcasts and show that you are the expert that you claim to be. So on today's episode, we go pretty deep into that. And I think it's a nice compliment to what we've covered so far to give you a sense of what you can be creating. And so many of these things we talk about today cost nothing. So there's the bonus. I think sometimes the roadblock is, well, I can't afford a graphic designer. I can't afford a web designer. Don't even worry about it. You don't have to do all those things to get started. All you got to do is trust yourself and start making some stuff, okay? So without further ado, here's my interview with Suzanne Chadwick. All right, Suze Chadwick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is uh, part three of our branding series, and I'm really excited about the topic we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about the five elements of a high-quality speaker brand, and what we're mostly talking about are the assets that speakers need to use in order to come across as professional and experienced and just as someone that you want to have at your event. So before we get into that, I would love to hear your definition of branding and you know, what it means to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So for me, brand is the invitation to an emotional connection that you have with your audience. So there are a million different elements to a brand. Most people think of visual brand. But for me, I always say, you know, something we buy experiences, transformations, communities, and extensions of our own identity. And that's all very... Uh, emotional, and I guess things that we don't always see 
invisible elements to why we buy what we buy, why we're attracted to certain people, why we join certain courses. It's because of how it makes us feel and who we want to be. How did you get into branding? So I come from a recruitment and HR background like a million years ago. And when I was working, I was working in London and heading up recruitment for one of the big four consulting firms. And we ended up doing a massive recruitment drive where they were looking to hire like 100 consultants. And a branding agency came in, brand and marketing agency came in, and they were doing the campaign for it. And because I was heading up recruitment, I was part of that project. And so we were looking at what the visual concepts were going to be, because it was going to be like a year-long campaign, what the visual concepts were going to be, what the key messages were, how that we were going to attract different audiences in different markets, uh, what the brand experience was going to be like when they came through that recruitment process, all the different elements of what I talk about now in a brand. And it was the very first time, this is years ago now, it was the very first time I had kind of been exposed to all of that and I was hooked, hook, line and sinker from then. Uh, So it kind of never left me. And then uh, probably about 10 years ago now, after coming back from London, back to Australia, uh, I made the switch and ended up starting an employer brand consulting business in the corporate that I was working with and then started to help some of my friends who wanted to start businesses, build their businesses, build their brands, and then I transitioned into my own business. And I haven't looked back since. (laughs) I love that story. Do you have a favourite brand and why why, why do you choose the brand you're going to choose? It's so interesting, Angela, because I always say, so I'm literally wearing, which you won't be able to see, dear listener, uh, it's a Gorman dress. So Gorman is a retail brand here in Australia. And I always say they're the only company that can send me like a million emails a day and I will never unsubscribe because I'm like, well, I don't want to miss if they've got a sale, I don't want to miss it. Or if something happens, something, there's a new collection, I I don't want to miss it. So there's a couple of reasons is that one, it's exactly what I just said to you. One, it makes me feel like I'm part of a community. So their clothing is their original artists that get limited prints printed onto clothes. And so they release it and then once it's sold out, it's gone. And so it's it's very exclusive as well. And when I mean exclusive, I mean you either get it or you don't. Like once it's gone, you it's gone. So I think that, that there's that anticipation. It's beautiful. It's an extension of my identity. People associate the Gorman retail brand with me and my brand. So I get people that are like, oh, my gosh, I saw that Gorman just released, like, a new edition of whatever and it made me think of you. Or I've had clients that are like, I now shop at Gorman because of you. And so and so for me, it just makes me feel good uh, and it's really high quality and and I just love it. And so as far as a brand goes, it kind of ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, but it, it also, like I said, is a kind of, it's now an extension of my own business brand as well because a lot of my professional photography is in their clothing too. So, yeah, I just really love it. And the other thing I find really funny is that when you walk down the street and you see somebody else wearing a Gorman, there is a little bit of a nod. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, we're in the same club. 
Yeah. Which is, which I think, and Apple, I think I'm not an Apple girl, but I feel like Apple has that similar kind of audience where they're really dedicated to the brand and they love to talk about the fact that they're Apple people. So I think a really great and a strong brand builds community and it becomes part of their customer's identity. Yeah. It's like being a fan of a sports team, right? When you see someone walk down the street in the sports jersey, you're kind of like, hey, you're on my team too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not really into sports, but totally. I'm not either, but I always see guys like immediately bonding over the fact that they're wearing the same shirt. I'm like, oh, that's that's really good branding. Yeah. So we're going to talk about brand assets today. And when we say assets, we're talking about marketing tools that speakers can use and to their benefit in order to sell themselves and show who they are. So can you share a couple that you really, you mentioned that you produce events and that you look at these assets and that these help you to make a good decision about who to have at your events. What are you looking at when you're looking at the assets? Yeah. So I think for me, there's kind of, there's, if you want to build your brand as a speaker and and high quality brand as a speaker as well, there are five key things that I sort of think about and look at. The first one is, do you have a really strong message about what you want to be known for? And so I think that's one of your assets as well. Your message is one of your assets. Like it doesn't have to be a physical thing, like, you know, a sales page, et cetera. Uh, You know, and also is that message something that is relevant? Is it clear? Is it something that makes me want to know more? So for example, for me, I talk about confidently bold branding. So how to build a confidently bold brand is what I'm known for. Uh, And so when other people sort of say to somebody, I really want to get more confident with how I'm showing up. I really want to love what I'm putting out there. Uh, and I want to get clear on my message, then that, you know, people who I know will be like, well, you need to speak to Suze. And so that's one of the things that I talk about when I'm a speaker is how to build a bold brand, eight secrets to bold branding. Uh, But I'm really consistent, even though I might have a number of different presentations uh, and different topics that I can talk about, it all sits within bold branding. So the first question is, what do you want to be known for? So who do you serve? Um, What is the transformation for them? And what's the outcome that they'll get as well when, when they listen to you speak? So really think about how you're positioning that topic, even though you might have a number of different topics underneath it. So that's, yeah. Let's talk about the word bold, because I, I think that might be intimidating to some people who feel like their work isn't necessarily bold. Like, what if someone is, um, like, does elder law, and, you know, they may feel like, yeah, my work is important, and I love it, and I'm passionate about it, but I wouldn't say it's bold. Can you take a topic that isn't bold and make your brand bold? Like, can you? A hundred percent. Bold to me is not, you know, If you look at my visual brand, which is, you know, that's one of the elements of branding, I'm very bright and colourful. I'm an extrovert 100%. But bold is about breaking the mould in your industry. So you can be beige and bold. You can be an introvert. You can be, you can do elder law, whatever it is that you do. It's about saying 
what is it that is different that we can do in our industry? What's what's everybody else doing and how can we take a different path? How can we break the mould uh, and how can we make what we do exceptional in, in our space? And I think that if you can ask yourself those questions, that's what bold means. Like when you go and look at the definition of bold, it's really about kind of being irreverent to the status quo, yeah, and kind of saying... We're not gonna. We're not gonna go with the flow. We're not gonna do what everybody else is doing. We're gonna take this and we're gonna make it really different. And I love one of my clients here. She is a lawyer, and she runs. She created a group called Criminal Law Mums, uh, which I thought was like really kind of random at the time. But she has built such an epic community because nobody was doing it. Yeah, so you had all of these professionals in this particular industry uh, and so she created something where there's now events and there's a membership and there's, you know, she's bringing community together and she's built a brand around this thing. So, no, and to me that's probably not the most exciting thing but that's not my industry so it's not going to probably be exciting to me but to people who are in that industry it's going to be really revolutionary and different and bold and interesting and so I think those are the questions you need to ask yourself uh, and I think that some of the differentiators that that you can look at in your own business if you do want to be bold is mainly that customer experience what's our message to market and how can we make that different interesting and unique What's our brand experience? Like how are we doing things differently and how are we giving our customers an exceptional experience? But also how are we working? Like are we just doing what everybody else is doing or are we bringing new, unique, fresh ideas into our space? And so I think for me that is what bold is and so anybody, no matter what industry, extrovert, introvert, colourful or monotone, you can be bold. All right. So you've got your bold message. You've got a plan for your bold experience, customer experience. What else do you look for when you're hiring a speaker in terms of their assets? Yeah. So for me, uh, and this literally has just happened to me this week uh, where I've had a few people that have approached me and I go and look at their website and I go and look at their socials and I don't see anything when it comes to them being a speaker. So they say to me, you know, oh, Suze, I'm a speaker and I speak about X, Y and Z uh, and I'm really keen to speak to your audience and then normally I'll say to them if I've not, if I don't know them and I haven't, I guess, connected with them yet, can you send me a link? And nine times out of ten, they can't which I find really interesting because I'm not just asking for a link to their website, I'm asking for a link to their speaker assets. So can you send me your speaker's page or can you send me uh, some information around what you talk about? And a lot of times I don't get any response to that or they'll say, oh, here's my website. And when I go look at their website, I'm still not really seeing anything that tells me or positions them as a speaker. So that's that's the second thing is really naming and claiming it. Are you do you have a you know menu bar that says speaker? And can I just say you don't have to have spoken at a million events to do that. 
Like if you are saying, I want to be a speaker, I know this is something I want to do, I have topics I want to talk about, then put it on your website, even if it's in like a drop-down menu, but just have it so that it's something somebody can find and you can be recognised. Also put it in your bios, on your socials, um, and also speak about it. Speak about the fact that you're a speaker. Ironically. Uh, So I think that that's really important too, is really naming and claiming it. And then the third thing is creating those high, high quality assets. And I want to really emphasize high quality assets is, you know, having that speakers page, if you've got any photos, I think that that always helps as well. And just a little tip here, uh, and I know you'd have them where you are as well, Angela, we've got, uh, we've got companies called Snapper or it's like a one-hour photography service where basically you can just book a photographer wherever you are in the world uh, and they just come for either half an hour or an hour. So say you've got an event or something like that, then they could just come and take some professional photos for you and it's pretty inexpensive instead of like hiring a photographer for the day or something. And so I've gotten some of my clients to do that and that's meant that they've got some really great um, images on their website. Also, just get a friend to use your phone and take a photo. As <laughs> right. Well. You know, if you don't want to do that. Uh, when I speak at events, uh, I usually get the photos that they have too. So I use all of that on my page, but I also really claim my page. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're looking for a dynamic, entertaining, you know, uh, highly informative speaker, then book me for your next event. Like blow your own horn as well because at the end of the day, people book speakers. And so as a speaker and as an event organiser and as a podcast host, I see it from all sides. And so I want somebody who's going to be exactly, you know, interesting and unique and have something, you know, to say to my audience that is going to be different or if they're, in person, I want it to be entertaining. And I'm not talking about funny, but, you know, engaging and captivating and keeps their attention and tells them something new, that sort of thing. So I think that on your speakers page, being able to talk about what kind of speaker you are, sharing any testimonials that you've got, any great images things like video reels as well. And I feel like that can take a bit of time to get that sort of stuff. But, you know, if you have been speaking for a while, and I do know people that have spoken for a while and still don't have a lot of these things uh, or they just haven't put them together yet, they might have them but haven't put them together. Those things I think matter because because more people are wanting to get on podcasts and stuff, if you can really differentiate yourself with high-quality assets that make saying yes to you, a no-brainer for me, then that's what you want to do. And I think so focus on doing that and building that and asking yourself, is this high quality? Would I say yes to me? Does this position me as a really great speaker that somebody would want to have at their event or on their podcast? Well, as far as the video goes, I know a lot of speakers have sizzle reels that have, you know, yeah. short clips of themselves speaking. Yeah. But then if you're a newer speaker and you don't have that yet, what about just a four or five minute clip of you speaking at an event so you can get a sense of them? Do you like seeing something like that too? 
I'm a very visual person, so I do love it, but I'm also a massive podcast listener. So the other thing that I would do, and I always say this generally about a sales page just on your website, is a video, you know, will speak a million times more than words will. So, for example, I would also say if you don't have a sizzle reel or a show reel on your speakers page, you could literally use Zoom and you could record a video that says, hey, welcome to my speakers page. I'm Suze Chadwick. I'm so excited that you're here. I have been a speaker for X number of years and some of the key things that I love to speak about are bold branding, building a speaker brand, doing this, doing that, whatever you talk about. Uh, and, and I'd love to chat with you more if you would like to have me on your podcast or speak at your event. And you can say whatever you want to say. I mean, it could just be a short 30 or one minute uh, video. But seeing you in action, I think, is something that's really worth putting on your website if you don't have photos or videos from actually doing it. Just you be you and record it and stick it on your speakers page because that gives me a real sense of, like, how you would come across. So it doesn't have to be fancy, but just make it engaging. Yeah, I love that. And I want to point out that all the ideas you have given so far are 100% free. (laughs) Like you can build a website for free. You can have people take pictures of you for free. You can make a Zoom video for free. You can have social media accounts for free. I hear speakers often say, well, I, I don't have money to hire a designer. I can't, I don't have money for a logo. It's like, you don't need to start there, right? Like those are all things that you're putting in your way that don't actually exist. Those are issues you can kind of get to later as you grow. But all the stuff you're talking about, anybody can start building right now. Yeah. And everything else we're going to talk about is free as well. I'm just looking at my list. I'm like, yeah. it's all free. <laughs> and the other thing that just always blows my my mind nowadays is, you know, something you could like to, today within an hour or two, I could go and create a Squarespace website and buy a template. And it looks like something that you know, I've just paid $10,000 for, like, we have, we have access to such high quality and beautiful things now. And all you need is a single page, really, you know, you've got a single page that's, that's got a bit of a long scroll that's got four sections and you're, you're up and you're off, you know, and away. And it's so easy to do that. So, so yeah, so that's the other thing I'd say is just don't let, those sorts of things stand in your way. You have access to a lot of information and technology that can create high quality assets for, that can help you create high quality assets. Absolutely. And YouTube is an amazing uh, resource. I, I am constantly Googling how to da 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 da, and I watch a three minute video on YouTube, and now I'm like a, a world's best expert on the subject. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I've, I've learned how like- to edit videos, edit the podcast, you know, create new little things on my website. It's like in five minutes. So we have no excuses. What were you going to say? I was just going to say like five years ago or six years ago now, I, uh, I've got WordPress, my website, and I use Divi as a theme. And I literally just sat on YouTube for an hour and a half and I watched the Divi thing and I built my website and it's still the website I've got now. (laughs) Do you know, it's like, it's, you can, our point is you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do you have on your list for assets? 
Yeah, so uh, the other thing, and this is kind of my little sneaky secret thing that I love to have, and whenever I send it to podcast hosts, they're always like, oh, I really like that, Suze. And I'm like, yeah, because I get asked when I'm a speaker, no matter where I speak, for uh, what my topics are, my bio, professional images, and my links. Those are like the main things I get asked. And so I just put it on a hidden Uh, website page and then when I get booked for a podcast or somebody asks me to speak I just send that to them and I've been meaning to put a video on that I might do that today I've been wanting to put a video on that as well Uh, but once again that's just something that everybody always needs and if you can package it up in a really beautiful way that's on brand and sitting on your website somewhere like I said it's a hidden page it doesn't sit in my menus uh, then it just reinforces that, yes, you really do do this. Like you're serious about this. You've probably done it more than once if you've got something like that. So just understand that the assets that you have and the quality of those assets build your brand and the perception of, you know, that, yes, you are a speaker as well. So I would say uh, have speaker on your menu, have a great speakers page, have the podcast information or interview type page, which is the hidden one. The other page that I do have uh, as well is my rates page. And so what that means, because I am a speaker, I do, I am an MC. I do keynote speaking and I do workshops. And so on another hidden page on my website, I've actually got that mapped out where I'll have, if you hire me as an MC, these are all the things that you get and this is how much it costs. If you hire me as a keynote speaker, this is all the things you get and cost. And if I do a workshop, this is all the things you get and cost. And then at the bottom, it's also got kind of like a disclaimer too, just around, not disclaimer, but additional notes you know that if you if I have to travel and it's more than three hours and basically you're booking me for the day and this is what the rate is and those sorts of things as well so uh so I've got that too which means once again when somebody says oh Suze what's your rates I'm like I'll just flick them that page and I'll just say these are what my rates are come back to me and let me know if you want a mix of things and we can talk about what that can look like but it just takes the money conversation off the table. It also means that I've kind of set my rates and I don't have to really think about it. I will tweak it if they want something different. And so, for example, I'm speaking in a couple of weeks and they wanted me to be the MC and speaker uh, and and also do facilitation. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to bundle all of these things together. So that sort of thing. But it just having those sorts of assets just means that you can quickly and easily fire things off to people that they need um, and get the conversation going. So those are some of the assets that I've got. I love that. I think that's also a really nice relationship building tool as well, because when uh, an event planner or a podcaster requests that type of information and it takes weeks or, you know, days or weeks to get that from the the, the speaker, it can be frustrating and it can slow down the whole process. And so by sending a quick link and saying, here you go, it's like, you've made my job easier. You've, you've now just handed over everything I could have asked you about. And it shows that you care and you think about these things and that you want to facilitate a good process. So 
that means the world to so many people who are busy and they don't have time to be like seeking the whole internet for their answers. And when you're not yeah. responding, you know, so I think we have to remember that piece too. It is about our brand and it's about how we show up and every single step of that relationship process is a reflection of our brand. So we need to remember that when we're uh, communicating and, and setting up gigs and podcasts uh, as a guest. Yeah. And I'm even going to say it helps you get paid more. Yeah. Like if you've got high quality assets, I'm like my perception of what you're going to be like as a speaker when you've got all of these things already sorted, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm happy to pay your fee. Obviously you're a professional. Like you're not kind of going, oh, well, let me think about what the fee is going to be. Um, Maybe it's like a couple of hundred dollars or something like you're, you're kind of taking your speaker brand to the next level really when you do that as well. So I think those are the those are the main assets. I was just trying to think. I do have a lot of different things, but I think those are the main assets that I've got as well. I do have a downloadable on my website, uh, which I got created ages ago. And once again, what it, when I was an event organiser, I used to go and look at different speakers and then I'd kind of try and keep their links together while I was trying to work out who I wanted. And I saw somebody had a downloadable PDF and so I saved it to my event speaker file so I could just go back and it had like their images and what they talked about and everything. And I was like, I'm going to go create one of those. So if you want to go and kind of do that, you can go take a look at my speaker's page and suzechadwick.com and and you'll be able to see it and you can just make something like that in Canva really so even little things like that once again uh, when we're back in the world of live events is a really great asset to give people like event organizers too. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share in terms of um, you know free downloads or resources that you have available that might be useful for this type of brand building? Yeah, so I've got one uh, and it's just suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook. And that just helps you go through understanding like what you want to be known for and developing your message as well as coming up with topics and things like that. Um, And when I talk about topics as well, you know, for me, I'm like all of your topics should be aligning to products and services in your business. So, you know, being really commercial about what you talk about. Um, and making sure that it, you're building this ecosystem for your business where, you know, you're you're attracting people that want what you have and and are interested in it as well. So that's a that's something that people can just grab. Great. I think this is a good time for you to talk about your podcast and your book too, to to kind of share how all of these things work together and what if someone loves was on your podcast, then what's the next step for them? And you know, same goes for the book. Yeah, so for me, I've got, so my book is called Play Big, Brand Bold. Uh, and my podcast was originally called that and then I changed the name. Uh, and it's, my podcast is called Brand Builders Lab. And so once again, it's me creating that ecosystem that I'm a business and branding coach. I talk about bold branding. I'm a speaker as well. And so the book is a great marketing tool for that. Uh, and me speaking about that and really my journey in my business and what what I believe uh, you need to do in order to have a bold brand. And then on the podcast, I talk about branding, marketing, and also, you know, my purpose is to support women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claim their space with confidence. Uh, And so everything that I do really focuses on that as well. So the podcast... Also, I'm starting to do a series of uh, bold and powerful voices who I think are really 
you know, standing up for things in their industry, doing things differently, having an opinion, those sorts of things. So all of that works together really, really well. And, you know, one of the reasons that I started my podcast three years ago now was we were going into a renovation and I was doing a lot of video and I couldn't do it when we were living on a building site. So I thought, oh, well, maybe maybe I'll start a podcast and see how that goes. But somebody said, you know, something, if you want to, if you're a speaker and you want to get more speaking gigs, start a podcast because it really allows people to get a feel for who you are, how you present, the quality of the information that you share. Uh, and it just makes it a, a really easy decision for them if they, if they love your style to kind of say, you know, I listen to you all the time on the podcast. Do you want to come and be a speaker at my summit or my event? Uh, and so that was also a really big reason why I started my podcast because speaking is a revenue stream in my business and it's been one of the biggest uh, client attraction tools and conversion tools that, uh, that I've got as well. Mm-hmm. So for everyone listening today, they heard a lot of different ideas from you on different assets they can create. If they could just start with one, what would you say is the most important to start with? The I'm going to roll two into one because I think they connect. One, have a really strong message. Like know what you want to be known for and it's not what you do. So it's not that you're a, I don't talk about the fact that I'm a business and branding coach. I talk about the fact that I help women create confidently bold brands. That's what I want to be known for. So know what you want to be known for and then create that speaker's page. Because if you want to be a speaker, if you want to get on a podcast, things like that, give me an asset that shows me who you are, what you do and how you do it. Awesome. I love it. Is there any last last words you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, I think the only other thing I'd say is go after what you want. Don't sit back and wait for people to invite you to be on podcasts or summits or things like that. I started my speaker journey by running my own events you know, I've got my own podcast. I'd let my community know that this year I'm going to, I want, I want to be on 50 other people's podcasts. And so they're now out there kind of going, oh, Suze, you should be on this one. Or they're tagging somebody saying, oh, you should invite Suze on your podcast. So my community helped me to reach those goals. So be proactive. If you want this, go after it. Don't sit there and be like, oh, but nobody's asking me to be, you know, come and speak. I'm like, be active and go after the opportunities you want. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I love your energy. You have great ideas. I love your dress. I'm so glad we talked about that. (laughs) I'm definitely going to the link. Yeah, I'm going to go to that website like immediately. Um, And uh, I'm excited for this episode to come out. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen so more people can find us. Claim the Stage is a production of Speaker Sisterhood and it's recorded in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Music is composed by Chris Collins. Until next time, stop waiting, start creating. Bye for now.